Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, wow. That was very enthusiastic. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Monday morning, we're yeah. back. Yeah, it's Monday morning, and it's actually nice and bright out because we had an Beautiful. extra hour of sleep, so yes. that's why I'm so enthusiastic. Oh, and also, yeah. we're on the mic together here. Last week, you were in an airport, and it didn't it didn't sound too good, but people said they were fine with it. Yeah, and it was crazy. You know, an update on the airport, and so I got a text from my mom, I think it was Friday, she said, uh, Eric, it's a good thing you came when you did, because now New York State has changed the requirements, and you have to have a three-day negative COVID test Ugh. before they even let you into the state. So really? the chances are that I, they would no. turn me back at the airport or something. Okay. Just crazy. So thank goodness I got to see my mom when I did. Yeah. You know? Well, that all worked out. It was it did. 18 months in coming, but yeah. it worked out. So that was nice. So anyways, we're back. We're on the same microphone, mm-hmm. which is much easier. And we are continuing on with our best-loved Bible verses. Yeah. Yeah, and today's Bible verse comes from Joni, and she has chosen Lamentations 3, 21 and 20, is it 22 and 23? Uh, let me take a look. Yes. It is that famous those, passage. Yes. It is 22 and 23. 22 and 23. Yes, please okay. read it. So the ESV version. Uh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my Lord, and therefore I will hope in him. Yes, now that's, that's an extra it. verse, right? Yeah, well, that's an extra yes. verse. But you know, great is your faithfulness. So the steadfast love of the Lord never ends. Great is thy faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fantastic passage. And it's a great verse for these times. Yeah. But before, we should first... I don't think people read Lamentations all that much. No, no. There's a good reason for it. Because yes. it's kind of depressing. So let's yeah. talk about that a little yeah. bit. The book... I think they attributed to Jeremiah. Yeah, and so it's a, we, we don't know because yeah. the author does not name himself. But it's attributed to Jeremiah, mm-hmm. right? It's attributed to Jeremiah... It is lamenting. It's called Lamentations mm-hmm. because it's a lament. Right. If you most Bibles have it kind of written in a stanza form. Right. Because it's of poetic. A, it's poetic. Right. It's a poetic lament, and they're lamenting what the fall of Jerusalem. Yeah. So it's the fall of Jerusalem, 587 BC, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's important to remember that this didn't come out of the clear blue sky. Right. Uh, that you know, uh, King David had died around the year 960 or so, and shortly after that, things began to go to pot. And for 400 years, which context, you know, 400 years ago, Jamestown was started in Virginia. You know, wow. So it's basically the entire history of our nation. Okay. So for 400 years, God sent prophet after prophet after prophet saying to his people, return to me. Do not go after these other gods. Listen to me. Come back to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there would be times when they'd come back and then they'd go away from him again. And right. They'd come back and then go away. And this happened again and again. Uh, and as the crisis neared, God really ramped up his, his prophets. He sent them prophet after prophet after prophet. And again, they, they wouldn't listen. They, they, would, they dug in their heels and stubbornness. And so finally, God handed them over. After 400 years, God handed them over to their sin. And they were carried off into exile in Babylon. And that's the context, is okay. that the book of Lamentations uh, takes place as that happens. So, you know, right around 587 BC. Uh, and Lamentations pictures uh, the city of Jerusalem as a woman, which is very poetic. You know, elsewhere in Scripture, Jerusalem is called the daughter of Zion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it pictures the daughter of Zion now as a widow, uh, someone oh. who has been forsaken, someone who has lost her husband, who has lost her children, who has lost her home, uh, and is literally sitting in the ruins and the ash heap is ash heaps just crying her eyes out and wailing. Mm. Uh, and the worst part of it is not simply what has happened to her, but the, the knowledge, the recognition that she did it to herself. 
that too little too late she realizes the stubbornness of her own sin and so for example here in lamentations 1 18 mm-hmm. she says the lord is in the right for i have rebelled against his word but hear all you people and see my suffering uh, and so she recognizes that you know too little too late and there's she did this to herself um, and that God is against her. It's not just simply that the Babylonians are marching against her and the Babylonians have taken away uh, everything that she held dear, but God herself, God himself is against her. And so in, uh, in Lamentations 3, uh, it, you know, it describes God in the first couple of verses as a, as a warrior um, coming after her. It describes God in verse 10. He is a bear lying in wait for me. He mm. is a lion in hiding. He has bent his bow and set me as a target for his arrow. I mean, oh, it's yes. just... This horrible, horrible language that she realizes too late the, that God is against her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Lord God is no longer for her. The Lord God is no longer protecting her. God himself is fighting against her. And that's the context. So mm-hmm. in, in the midst of all that, then comes this wonderful passage, uh, verse, 20, uh, verse 19. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. Right? That's, we, we use that in one of our Lenten hymns. Yes. Oh, the wormwood and the gall. Yeah. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Yes, that's the turning point of the yeah. whole book. But this I call to mind. I think mine says, yet yeah. this I call to mind. Right, and therefore I have hope that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And so too little too late she realizes, I have sinned. I have brought this upon me, but God does not change. Right. And because God does not change, because God has made a promise to me, because God has made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God will be true to that covenant, and God will be faithful to his promise, even though I have not been yes. faithful to him, and that there there's reason for me to hope. Amen. Yeah, that that's a good point, because this is probably the darkest time in Jewish history. Oh, absolutely. And yet... Yeah. And so it's a huge lament, but then there's this turning point, and it's not that it's devoid of hope. There is hope because, like you said, though we wander and though we turn and do the wrong things, God's mercies are new every morning, and they're new for the taking, right? Yeah, they're new for the taking every morning. And, and her, her her lament, part of her lament is she realizes, you know, how many mornings have I missed it? Mm. How many mornings have, have mm-hmm. I not taken it? How many mornings has, has God been been there for me knocking at the door and I, you know, I shut the door in his face and Mm -hmm. say, go away. Mm -hmm. And I think we, you know, we all, people love this verse in part because we all love a new beginning, Mm -hmm. right? You know, we love the new year because it's a fresh start, even just turning my calendar over for November, you know, it's like, okay, the budget starts again, like everything (laughs) starts again. Um, But we really don't need a new year or even a new month and really even a new day because in Jesus we can have a new moment at oh. any at any time, right? Well, that'll preach. Yeah, that'll preach. Yeah. So we just need to turn to him um, and in our anguish or lam- our lament, and we turn to him and his mercy will be new even in that moment. Wow, I like that. Yeah, and, and that's what, uh, in, that, in lamentation, so, you know, verse 21 and 22 is the verses we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then later in, in chapter 3, she's, you know, she uh, chapter 3, verse 40, she says, let us test and examine our ways. Let us return to the Lord. Let us lift up our, our hearts and our hands to God in heaven, for we have transgressed and rebelled. Mm. And so she recognizes that, okay, I, I have sinned, but if I return to God, he will return to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, it doesn't have to get that bad for us. Right? No. I mean, you don't have to be sitting in the ash heaps lamenting the loss of everything you hold dear. Exactly. But yeah. if you are, but this might speak are, to you. This might speak yes. to you. Right. But yes, we don't have to let it get that bad. We, they, we kind of talk about keeping a short account with God mm-hmm. or whatever, coming to him at all times. 
and repenting and turning again and his mercies will be new and his faithfulness is truly great yeah and what i was really struck by as i was studying this passage mm-hmm. he talks about you know your your mercies are new every morning mm-hmm. uh and that that sense of of every single day god is faithful to mm-hmm. us uh, and so when you think through the Bible, you know, you think about uh, every day God gave them manna in the wilderness. Oh, right. Jesus teaches us to pray, give us this day yes. our daily bread. That day by day God provides for us. And his grace is sufficient for each day. his grace is sufficient for each day. Right. And there's that famous passage, you know, where, where Jesus talks about the uh, the flowers of the field and the birds of the air. And he says, do not worry mm-hmm. because, you know, there's enough trouble today to worry about. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about tomorrow. God will be faithful to you. God will provide. Yeah. And it's a theme that comes throughout scripture that God is faithful day by day by day uh, and the implication is are you faithful to him right and and it is daily that's exactly right he doesn't want us the whole message of that manna passage is that he didn't want them hoarding all the blessings like right. so as to like have a month's worth of grace or whatever because then you don't trust right? right we need to be able to trust him every day and so he only allowed them to get what they needed for that day and that's a really hard way to i mean it's hard to live that way right because we want to always have the abundance or the overflow or whatever, but yeah. we need to just trust that today there will be enough grace for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, we have, um, <clears throat> in, even in our church, uh, in our church budget is, is uh, our offerings have been very strong this year and we're running a surplus and we've been blessed with uh, with abundant resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so even though we we are by no means in any trouble, I mean, mm-hmm. we, are, we are very sound financial footing, Yet there's always that little voice of the tempter that says, well, you know, we're in a pandemic. Who knows what's going to happen? And, mm. you know, maybe you should try to save up another month just in case, right? Oh, okay. Uh, and so there's always that trust. You know, mm. even even when you've been given an abundance, do you do we have yes. enough? Can we, can we move ahead? Well, and sometimes when we have that abundance, we, we learn to hold on too tightly to that. Yeah. So, you know, there are some who probably live much more day to day. Um, if we're talking finances or whatever we're talking and, you know, they learn to trust in a different way than maybe we can, we can understand. Yeah. But you're one who does like to have plenty because you're telling me to stock up on paper. Well, well, what did you want? Oh, toilet paper and water before the election. Well, yeah. yeah, Who knows knows what's going to happen? Okay. Well, there we go. Well, you know, there has been a huge run on ammunition before the election. I realize that. Yes. So So things are happening. Yes. But yeah, we have a different opinion about that. Yes, we do. And about many things. Yes, we do. But not about this first. We like this. If only you would recognize I was right. Mm -hmm, That's right. So much better. Someday I will. So I want to talk about about two things about this passage. So there's the surface of the text, you know, that is the the passage itself. Um, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never end. Great is your faithfulness. Uh, And we've spoken about that, you know, how every day is a new day. Every moment is a new moment. And that day by day, God gives us our Mm -hmm. daily bread. He provides. So that's kind of the surface level of the text, which Mm -hmm. is true, 100% true. Right. But then you have the the depth of the context. So when you read it in passage, when you read... This, these verses in the context of the book of Lamentations, and you realize why she was lamenting. Uh, you know, that's the part that, that really appeals to right. me. Because it's this, this absolute horror of sin and, and the, the horror of the recognition that you deserve it. That it's not just simply a matter of, oh, I, tres- I trespassed or I transgressed. Mm. You know, I did something wrong. But the sense of, no, I myself am wrong. I, I was stubborn and God came to me Time, time, and time, time and time and time again, again. and I refuse to listen to him. So the problem is mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in, in, when that horror, horrible recognition sinks in and you realize it's too late, then you fly to the Savior and you mm-hmm. turn to the only one, only person left who is God. Mm-hmm. And essentially what the, 
what Lamentations is saying is, God, save me from myself. I've made a mess of my life. Save me from myself. Uh, And that's very, very Lutheran. I mean, that is, (laughs) you know, that is Martin Luther almost in a nutshell. You know, this sense of I have... Uh, I, I have tried and I have failed, and God, there's nothing good in me because I, I know what kind of a sinner I am. And yet he turns to God in confidence and grace mm-hmm. and says, Lord, great is thy faithfulness. Right. I am not faithful, but great is thy faithfulness. And because of your faithfulness, I have hope. Right. Uh, and, you know, Alia preached about this yesterday in, in her sermon. Uh, there was that one image she had of uh, first of the temple and then the ruins afterwards. And she was talking about how, uh, you know, how we... Uh, how it's natural for us to hold on to things, to make idols of things. And then when, when circumstances shake them to the ground and we're in ruins, what do you have to hold on to? You have nothing to hold on to but God's own promise. Okay. Uh, and that's a very, very Lutheran yes. uh, understanding of what it right. means, that it's it's really kind of all or nothing. It's this, you know, I think of it like a Wagnerian opera. I mean, it's, oh it's, it's very... Uh, you got music again on yeah, this? I don't know okay. music. And, you know, speaking of music, that, of course, the, the famous uh, Yes, hymn, we have to get to that. As great is thy faithfulness. Based God, on this verse? Yeah. O God, my Father, for there is no shadow of turning in thee. You know, thou changest not. Thy... Um, thy perfections, they then, fade not. Thy, thy perfections, they fail not. Great fail is not. thy faithfulness. Lord unto Lord me. unto me. And yes. it's, it's all about God. You know, the, the, the hymn writer, the person recognizes, you know, I have nothing good in myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may do good, I may be good, but deep down inside, I know what kind of a stubborn person mm-hmm. I am. But you, you, God, are faithful. You are perfect. You do not change. I do, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so because of your faithfulness, that's what I can hold on to. Yeah, and I think that is a huge lesson for our times right now. I mean, oh my goodness, this yeah. is a worldview issue that where we, we believe that we are inherently sinful, right? We yeah. need a Savior. And so, you know, all these things where we're kind of trying to rewrite history and rewrite bad, bad actions out of it, mm-hmm. like we're trying to teach our children, like, look, if your legacy can get ruined by one thing you've done, then you're sorry, you have no legacy. We all do things, mm-hmm. right? We've all made mistakes and we don't want to be judged and we shouldn't be judged on our worst moments alone, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where the culture is going. You know, we're judging people on their worst moment or something they said yeah. one time 50 years ago, when after that, they did great deeds, right? right? And so that's just, where do you, who, how do we go from there? How do you, how does anyone leave any kind of impact? Or it becomes kind of hopeless, right? I mean, why bother? Well, because it's all law, no gospel. Right. It's all law, no grace. It's all, there's this condemnation. Uh, You know, a law is written, in this case, not by God, but by the culture. Mm -hmm. You have to live according to these rules. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's no, there's no grace. If you transgress once, then the law comes in and kills. Right. You know, the letter kills. Mm-hmm. The spirit gives life and there's no spirit. There's no gospel. Okay. And what I love about this is, is it's this recognition that, you know, I, I have sinned, but God, you are good. You mm-hmm. are faithful. Amen. Uh, and that's what our culture has lost. Is that mm-hmm. when you, you know, when the culture gets rid of God, it doesn't get rid of the law. It mm. just creates another law. Mm. Uh, in this case, the law of... Uh, how could we go? The, the law of uh, racial perfection or the law of self righteousness. Self righteousness. I mean, there you go. That's yeah. a better term, right? The law of self righteousness. Um, but because you've gotten rid of God, there's no grace. Right. All there is is condemnation and mm-hmm. condemnation and condemnation. And you know how these things end. You know, yeah. the old. Um, the old saying is that revolutions always eat their own children. Mm. And that's oh, what yeah. happens. You know, they uh, they exactly. they end up the rev- the the revolutionaries turn upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and devour one another until only the worst of them is left standing. Hmm. Uh, and so, you know, Stalin came to power. Right. Um, but anyways, in, in, with, with that happy note, 
Yes. Tomorrow is election day. And so it's a reminder to us that we are a nation under God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we, and we are a nation under God for his blessing. And we are a nation under God for his judgment. Uh, and that we certainly have enough to be judged for as a nation. Uh, and we hope for God's blessing. Mm-hmm. But no matter what happens, you know, if, yeah. uh, if the election turns out the way that you hope, then wonderful. Give God thanks and praise. If the election turns out the way that you dread, mm-hmm. well, God is faithful. And even if everything collapses around you, God is faithful. God is faithful. And his mercies will be new. Absolutely. Even the next morning, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we just need to trust. And we pray for our nation. We definitely do. That oh, absolutely. Throughout this week, um, we could get through this peaceably and be, um, I don't want to say content with whatever happened, but be, what's the well, word I'm looking for? You know? Accept. Accept whatever happens. Yeah. You know, yes. Because we've always, I mean, uh, we, we, we've, we've had a series of close elections throughout our history. Mm, but, oh, for sure. You know, the, uh, except for 1860, when Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln was okay. elected. Uh, oh, yeah. The nation's always has always accepted mm-hmm. the results, and so we pray that once again that all that our nation will be true to its roots and accept whatever happens. Yeah, you grumble about it if you don't like it, of course. Mm-hmm. Seek to change it the next time around, but God accept it. Yeah, Amen. Lord willing. Lord willing. Well, let's um, end then with just reading that passage yeah. again because. It is so hopeful, and I have to find it here. I think actually you should sing the hymn for us. Um, no, but we we should actually. What's the great is thy faithfulness? Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. No, let's do the refrain because that's oh. that's a good ending. Um, morning by morning, new. Morning by morning, morning. Uh, no, no, no. We're not going to sing it. Morning by morning, mercies new I mercies see. I see. Thou changes not, not thy per. No, no, no. That's not the refrain. Okay, oh. we should have looked it up. All right. We should have looked it up. But anyways, we're just going to read the verses that Joni so nicely sent because they are very hopeful for our time. So we'll start at 21. After all this lamenting, after everything that's happened in their history, uh, Jeremiah probably says, yet I call this to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish, for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say the Lord is my portion, therefore I will put my hope in him. Amen. Amen.